from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Celebrating Powerhouse Women is proudly presented by CAB Incorporated and Capital City Home Loans. And hello again, everybody, and welcome back to season two of Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. I am your host, Amanda Pierch, and this is the series that salutes and recognizes women leaders that are making an impact. Today, it is my distinct pleasure to welcome our powerhouse guest, and that is Michelle Kong. How are you today, Michelle? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for having me here. Okay. And congratulations, your season two. Thank you very much. We've got some support of some powerhouse ladies here within the community. We'll go ahead and give them a shout out. Terry Jondal and uh-huh. also Tammy Shoemate. Woo-hoo! <laughs> and they're enthusiastic about celebrating women, and that's what we're going to do here today together, Michelle. But for all of our listeners that might not know you through the marketplace, mm-hmm. just share a little bit about your current role uh, within the community um, and tell our listeners what you do. I'm a first-generation Korean-American, and I consider myself as a community organizer and activist. So I started my volunteering and served the community, especially AAPI community and Korean community, since 2018. And I was a senior vice president for the Korean-American Association of Greater Atlanta and the Korean-American Chamber and the Federation of Korean Associations Korean Association of Southeast USA, and I'm I'm still having wearing several hats and serving Korean and AAPA community and uh, the bigger community like a Gwinnett community. For those that might not know about AAPI, please share what that acronym means and a little bit about it. Asian American Pacific Islanders. Perfect. And I know, and I wanted to congratulate you because very recently you and Nick Messino formed a partnership between that chamber and our chamber to create kind of like a, a wonderful, you know, sisterhood. sisterhood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you guys work in conjunction with each other and mm-hmm. about the partnership thus far. It was last year, I think only of last year, 2020, I reached out to Nick Messino and he re- replied me right back and then uh, we want to have a connection and, and build a relationship. So we work to the signing the MOU between two chambers, and uh, I became in a chamber board afterwards. So we making, we signed making us some events together one, at least once a year, and just I attending the Guinness chamber board meeting and he attending. He's he's doing his part for the Korean chamber. So we have a very close relationship. I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. I know you and I both enjoy participating in events that the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce provides. They're very resourceful. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine that with yours and Nick's powers combined, it's this super chamber association think, affiliation. Yeah, yeah, I really make a connection between Korean community and the Gwinnett business community. Obviously, mm-hmm. and that's something that you're, you're passionate about. For those that might not um, know about you, Michelle. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about where you grew up and how you transitioned here to the United States. Sure. I'm a first generation Korean American. I came to the States in 1992. So next year will be my 30th anniversary. Yay! I spent more than half time in, in here in America. So I became a citizen by the naturalization and I uh, went to the graduate school here 
actually I got the MPA, which is Master of Public Administration degree wow. from the UGA 2009. UGA? Congratulations. Yeah. And since then I work for the nonprofit organization, volunteering for the many organizations in the region. I know that you participate um, in the Asian American Resource Center. Mm -hmm. Unpack that a little bit. I'm not familiar with that resource center. So it's for the immigrant population. So people who came to and don't know anything about, you know, how they can adjust their life in here. So we provided housings and, uh, you know, English ESL program and just help them adjust their life in America. Very nice. Well, we are here in Gwinnett, and it is an extremely diverse community Mm -hmm. and heavy Korean population, Mm -hmm. if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. I know I enjoy a lot of delicious cuisine here locally. So after you transitioned here to the United States and and you completed school, what did you do from there? Because I finished my 16 years education in South Korea. So when I decided to go to graduate school, it was very challenging and intimidating. But I studied GRE and got admitted to there. But because I didn't have any education in here, for the first class, I remember the first class I attended was so intense and then kind of a little bit scared. But there was classmates and they they helped me to getting through. Uh Uh, So I getting through, somebody said, if you got on the training, you get to the destination. Mm So I went through all classes and then tried to finish everything uh, within three semesters because I brought my three children down to Athens. Uh, they were, uh, the one was in pre-K, the other one was in elementary, and the oldest one in middle school. So they, that was challenging to them as well because they changed their you know, environments and going to different schools from the old school. So I wanna, give them chance to you know more comfortable you know environment mm-hmm. to, so we move back to after one and a half uh, so after the three semester mm-hmm. and the f- the last semester i just commute for the last class and wow. uh, it was very intense but it was very challenging and i think i th- i made a very uh like a defining moment you know turning my life to the right direction defining moment you Mm -hmm, said mm -hmm. and I'm sitting here in awe because I'm not a mother I can only imagine what it would be like to be completing your degree after moving here with three children and being a mom on top of that so not only were you juggling your schooling but you were still raising children and having to make a, a home life for your family during this time what were some of the things that you kind of leaned on to help you find balance with all of the things that you were juggling I think I had a like a public service motivation since I was in high school student. So that that motivation wanted to serve the the immigrant community that made me go through all classes and just I just realized this is what I need at this moment. So I got to do this. So I very concentrated on the, the, through getting through the old classes and you know getting the scores and credits and finish the the you know, program in in the right time. And what does your husband do, if I might ask? He's, he's doing the small business. Small business is uh-huh. very nice. So entrepreneurship yeah. runs in your yes. blood. Mm-hmm. How old are your children now? Uh, they are 24, 22, and 20. 
Yeah. Three in their 20s. Yeah. So I estimate they're in school now, too. Actually, two graduated college already. <gasps> Congratulations. They, yeah, they uh, finished their education and doing their job and then everything on their own. And my last one went to college this uh, year. So she's staying in dormitory. And are any of them at UGA? Uh, first one first one went to UGA. Yeah, she graduated UGA. Very nice. Okay, so we talked about your childhood a bit. We talked about your children. I can see the passion for public service that you mentioned, and I want to give you the opportunity to share a little bit about all the facets of service that you participate in. So share with our listeners the multitude of things that you do to uh, contribute to our community. The, my biggest concern is just representing AAPI because more likely AAPI consider very quiet people mm. and not be not invisible or their voice is not heard. So every time I go to meetings or events, just, just showing the AAPI presence, mm-hmm. it's just simply showing up. It's just, okay, Asian face is here. So just contribute to the diversity or and the inclusion. And you know, um, you make a great point, just simply showing up and being present. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be said for that. Now here in Gwinnett, um, there are all varieties mm-hmm. of the Asian population. And you specifically pull for Koreans, or mm-hmm. you speak for all Asians as a whole when you're in these environments? Uh, because I, I'm native Korean speaker, mm-hmm. and that's my country I born in. So I'm representing Korean American the community. But I made a, we made a coalition between all Asian groups like the Chinese right. and Vietnamese, and even Black communities mm-hmm. and or Latinx community. So uh, I would like to say that I'm, I'm representing you know, people of color. Everyone, yes, mm-hmm. very nice. And for those of our listeners who can't see Michelle, mm-hmm. she has a beautiful pink blazer on <laughs> and pink lipstick that matches the theme of our show, Powerhouse Women, including my pink microphone. Yeah, I do see that. Yes. <laughs> so you it subliminally knew what you were, you were coming into today. Um, before we get back into our conversation, Michelle, we're going to just have a word from our partners. Uh-huh. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what motivates you. Sure. Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail, with their precision, machined, iron, and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB Incorporated is proud to be a returning partner of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women Series. With strong roots in the past and firm footing in the future, Capital City Home Loans combines an old-fashioned sense of community with a progressive attitude. They are a trusted full-service lender, offering mortgage finance products and empowering their associates to help clients choose the best options. They are focused on being the best and strongest lender in the Southeast. Visit cchl.com locations to see all of their offices, including Gwinnett. Welcome back. Um, For those of you just joining us, I am speaking with Michelle Kong, and she's a community activist here in Gwinnett. She specifically pulls for the AAPI community. And we're going to talk a little bit about what motivates Michelle and some lessons that she's learned that have helped contribute to who she is today. So with the first part of that, Michelle, I'd like to know what is your why? When you wake up in the morning, what gives you the enthusiasm to plant two feet on the ground and power through your day? Uh, I think I already talked to the AAPI presentation. 
because majority of time whenever I go to any events and meetings there's no Asian faces so whenever anybody or any organization ask me to participate in or uh, invite me to certain meetings and events I didn't say no so especially after you know uh, March 16 Atlanta shooting I realized uh, AAPI presence is very important then I've been constantly showing up at the events and meetings, even Zoom meetings, and then just just voice mm-hmm. uh, AAPI concerns and interests because we need the protection. And remember, in March, and there was a huge agent hate arise. Right. So I I voices we need more protection, and then you know the coalition between all racial and ethnic groups and community groups, and so I just promoting the AAPIs and that was I came you know my name is out there whenever whoever want to reach out to AAPI community they reach out to me and they referring themselves and mm-hmm. here's there's a Michelle Gang and just you know just reach out to her she never say no <laughs> uh, she's going to attend your zoom meetings mm-hmm. your in-person meetings and you gonna get her opinions and feedbacks and and support you know, right Well, you provide that for a lot of people. You're a resource and you're a support system. Throughout your life, surely you encountered some people that were motivators to you. So who would you say was a role model or a motivator that contributed to who you are today? I think community members. Yeah. Yeah, communities. I I don't see any specific person, but community members. I do see because I personally experienced the hardship that immigrants go through to adjust to life in here mm-hmm. 30 years ago, but that experience is very vivid to me. Mm-hmm. Language barriers and they don't know how to get a job or how to get the services from the government. There's a nobody you know, talking to you know, how to do it, how to get the, the you know, information or anything. But uh, by the time in 30 years ago, the community size of the community kind of small, but it's uh, right now we we count the, the Korean community is more than 10,000. Wow. Yeah, 100,000. Yeah. In, in Georgia? In, 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 the, in Metro Atlanta metro area. Atlanta, wow. yeah. And then Asian population is keep growing. Mm-hmm. So from the census uh, 2020, their their uh, population is is grown a lot mm-hmm. here. And then whenever you go to, especially walk down the street or go to restaurant and where whenever you go, you see a lot of AAPI faces here. Okay. So there must be a you know representation. It's not just like a legislatures representing the the locals, but you know just just representing like a person I am just like a simple person and ordinary person representing I think is very impactful Mm -hmm. so the the community members is just you know uh, having a sympathetic Mm -hmm. like a that feeling is just really drive me I need to work for this community Mm -hmm. good for you Um, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but my mother is also an immigrant. She's from South America. She's from Argentina. And she immigrated when she was a teenager as well. So Mm -hmm. English was her second language. Mm -hmm. And her father owned a a pizza shop in New Jersey. And Mm -hmm. through being a server, Mm -hmm. she learned how to speak the English language. Mm -hmm. But much like you were saying um, when you were in school about being a little bit nervous and scared trying to complete your schoolings, Mm -hmm. I can empathize with that because she shares stories like that 
that with me of, right. of her young adulthood. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to be said for finding that comfort or empathy, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. within a community member so that you can continue to grow. Mm -hmm. You know, there's lots of wonderful organizations out there these days, one like the Preface Project. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you're familiar with that, Uh, but they partner with the ESOL children Mm -hmm. to just do literacy programs Mm -hmm. to help them understand and grasp the language so that they can Mm -hmm. be fruitful Mm -hmm. in in the American world. so speaking of your children, are they bilingual? They are. Very nice. That's a <laughs> wonderful skill these days. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, bilingual is your, can be your strength. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So talking about lessons learned, Michelle, through all of, of your extensive um, you know, participation in the community, through your travels from Korea to, did you come straight to Georgia? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then into Athens and then Gwinnett? Right. So you've been here for so almost thirty years in Gwinnett. In in Gwinnett and in the in metro the Atlanta areas. area. Yeah. You've never lived anywhere else but Georgia. Uh, I try to move some other states, and they say stay here. It's <laughs> the best place you live. Well, in. So if you're making such an impact, continue <laughs> to stay here. What are some lessons that you learned along the way? Because obviously you've had some some challenges and some trials and tribulations mm-hmm. fighting for not only yourself, but your community or just, you know, as a woman in, in the marketplace. What are some lessons that you've learned that you can share with our listeners? I think it's persistence and consistence. So just keep doing what you're doing. And uh, because you have a passion in your mind and uh, you have a re- resolution and determination, this is what you are wanted, want to do in your life. And just constantly doing and just keep growing with the experience and just making a connection and building the network. Mm-hmm. And, and I, uh, once I joined the Gwinnett, play, Gwinnett Chamber, Chamber, I yeah. met Mike Salmon yeah. and I met you yes. and Terry Jandel and Tammy Shoemates. I met a lot of people uh, through this network. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that network brought me to the other opportunity. Uh, I want to say that lastly, I mean, re- recently, I was appointed to the Citizen Budget Review Committee member oh, wow. you know, by the Gwinnett County mm-hmm. Chairwoman Nicole, Nicole Love Hendrickson. Yes. And there was a five five committee members and it was very uh, very diverse group mm-hmm. and then I reviewed like a 28 presentation like a budget request from all different department wow. from Gwinnett County including the non-profit organizations such as like a Gwinnett Coalition mm-hmm. and Home First yes so I learned a lot by the opportunity and then learn about that how this Gwinnett County operates and how they budgeting and that how they use the, this funds and how they expand and this monies and the their in, in, incomes and everything. So I have a broad the concept mm-hmm. and then that that opportunity, you know, gave me a lot for the opportunity to learn and to grow and then the one opportunity lead another opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I open the one door and then I getting through and go to other, Next you door. know, yeah. Uh-huh. It's always opportunity there. So just participating, the, the reason I didn't say no, that leads to another meetings and I met another people and new people mm-hmm. under the different environment and different settings. And, uh, you know, I love it. So that's evident. Your yeah, passion is uh-huh. evident. So uh, I didn't know uh, I could make a 
contribution or making a connection and make the network by simply not saying no, just simply just attending the meetings and the events. And people recognize me by name mm-hmm. or face right now. So just my just contribution to the community could be more impactful right now. Mm-hmm. I would agree. That's something I learned later in my career is service. Mm-hmm. When you serve, it opens so many more doors. And mm-hmm. like you were saying, participation. And yes, you are a community advocate and I see you everywhere. Um, but you yourself said that you just recently transitioned into this this chamber world and look how many mm-hmm. um, new opportunities have arose from that and that brings me to my next point Michelle networking mm-hmm. the power of your network and the power of networking mm-hmm. we are here in Gwinnett and we have a fantastic resourceful chamber that provides many opportunities to be in the same place with other business professionals outside of the chamber what type of networking events do you participate in that you find fruitful that you might be able to recommend uh, let's say there's a lot of going on in AAPI community Asian American community mm-hmm. in the region so uh, Especially for Korean community, there's a many organization like a Korean Chamber, and there's a like professional associations mm-hmm. like a beauty supply association, grocery association, and like a restaurant association. There's a I've heard yeah, of that one, yeah, yeah. There's a, so many associations. So if anyone anyone reach out to a certain association for the marketing or anything, just reach out to me, and then I'm going to connect the person with the, the right person the in right. the Korean community. Very nice. And then especially for the Asian American community as well, it's a huge community. If you want to reach out to uh, Vietnamese community, for example, or Chinese community, I have a contact person. For everyone. So I can connect, you know, between two peoples. Very nice. Well, at the end, I'll give you a chance to, to leave your information if you want sure. the listeners yeah, to, to sure. maybe connect I'd, I'd love to. I'm going to ask a bizarre and bold question, and I'm <laughs> sorry. But if I wanted to participate in any one of those associations that you mm-hmm. mentioned, would I be welcome? Sure. Oh, yes, inclusive. I would like to yeah. diversify, yeah, yes, sure. my networking groups. Uh-huh. Especially, like I mentioned, uh, because Gwinnett is so rich in culture. It'd be a shame not to experience other varieties. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some fun things, Michelle. Sure. Um, we were talking about work-life balance mm-hmm. and being a mother. Mm-hmm. What do you do personally, mm-hmm. outside of all of your community participation mm-hmm. and your motherly responsibilities, what do you do to kind of maybe relax or mm-hmm. unwind? Do you I read? Go to, or? Yeah, I go to walk. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then I love to I love to go to a nature trail and, you know, get some fresh airs and sea greens and give me some inner peace (laughs) and I I used to go to uh, the gym Mm -hmm. before the pandemic I loved swimming Mm -hmm. but after you know during the pandemic I kind of stopped going there Mm -hmm. but I'm thinking about having uh, the the swimming lessons yeah yeah that's a a good point going out in nature and kind of reconnecting Mm -hmm. re um, finding your peace I assume you don't bring your phone or any technology when you go you just enjoy the solitude Mm -hmm. of nature Mm -hmm. that's very nice the smells you know the smells from the trees and the the steps I made on the underground is just simple dirty (laughs) it's just the soil that Mm -hmm. that just simply gave me some them some rest I would agree. Yeah. And then you mentioned the smells of nature. You mm-hmm. smell the pine mm-hmm. or after it rains, that mm-hmm. kind of like that, dewy right. smell. Mm-hmm. And right now the leaves are falling. I know. They're starting to fall. Mm-hmm. 
Michelle, I know you have a, a Gwinnett Chamber Board meeting after this, and I've enjoyed my time with you so much, and frankly, I could talk to you for hours. But before we say adios, mm-hmm. or how do you say goodbye in, in Korean? 안녕히 계세요. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Say it again so I can try. 네, 안녕히. 안녕히. 계세요. 계세요. 네. 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 I think I did it, kind of. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience at uh, all? Or is there any parting words that you would like to uh, leave our listeners um, that are so enthusiastic about this series? Uh, I would like to say just become a best friend of yourself, best friend of yourself, hmm. and look really deep down into your yourself look deep down into yourself and see what really what you want to do in your life and just find what you what makes you really happy mm-hmm. and then that uh, you can make the defi- defining moment because we i don't um i'm not saying just materialistic things like uh, buying a fancy cars oh, yeah. and huge houses and you know fancy stuff like that but there's just something that human being is pursuing in your mind, something very noble mm-hmm. and very valuable. Mm-hmm. It's something like a serving the community or just contributing something to the community. I mean, out of your, your uh, busy life or something, you can do something, it's, even though it's just little, mm-hmm. you can do something to make change. It's just, but you have to look into yourself very deeply and find that and then find the answer and then once you get the idea of what you like and then bec- then you can make a move and push forward yourself and because you have a resolution and destination determination determination yeah i have to ask michelle because that's two times you mentioned it and i wrote it down twice defining moment what was your defining moment is the part one if you're able to identify that and how could someone like myself mm-hmm. that's looking inward mm-hmm. or any one of our listeners identify that defining moment is it a jolt does it feel like a lightning bolt is it a small quiet whisper on your heart uh from my experience it does not see at the moment that the look when you look back you know reflecting your life you you would see that was the refi- defining moment mm-hmm. then i think my first defi- defining moment was just deciding uh just go to the graduate school and having an education here that opened the door because that made me experience the, the real life of America in America. Mm-hmm. Because before that, I surrounded by only Korean people. I I speak in Korean and then I ate Korean food and then everything was Korean. Mm-hmm. Even though I live in, lived in America, my life is just like a you know it's just something similar uh, in Korea. But I made that transition from the from the certain life very different very defined or uh, in with the Korean community, but transitioned me to the American life and by experience the schools in, in America. So I, when I look back and then it was the first defined, defining moment and then later on, and I, I already told you that, uh, I worked behind for the MOU signing be, be, between the Korean chamber and the Guinea chamber. I didn't realize it's just like a simple volunteering work, and I realized it just opened the door for the Korean community Absolutely. as well. Because I'm I'm between I like a you're building the bridge mm-hmm. uh, between two communities, and then I I 
made some some the changes between those two and connecting to those two worlds. You're a bridge builder. You're a community activist. You're a mother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today, Michelle. As I mentioned, I could talk to you for hours. Um, but for those listening out there that would like to find resources for AAPI or any of the associations that you mentioned, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, I'm going to leave my email address <laughs> and my phone number. <laughs> just shoot me email yeah. or call me or just text me just uh, with what you need. And then I'm going to everything I can do to connect those two peoples or the organizations. I, I really empathize the, the importance of connecting and building relationships. Yes. They make, they make the changes and bring the changes to your life. Absolutely. Did you want me to give your email address? Or you yeah, just, just simply my name, first name and my last name, Michelle, Michelle Kang, which is 2-L-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-K-A-N-G and 2020 at gmail.com. Perfect. I remembered it when you told it to me. <laughs> and all of our listeners out there, you heard Michelle say that she will always say yes. So if Michelle Kong ever calls upon you for something, the answer better be yes. Sure. You're welcome to call upon me for anything, Michelle. Thank you. It'd be my pleasure to assist. All right. And remember, you can listen to the live broadcast every Friday at 1130 a.m. on Business Radio X by selecting the Gwinnett Studio. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Shows are available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, or wherever you enjoy your audio shows. Please follow us on social media at Gwinnett Radio X. And until next time, I'm your host, Amanda Pierch, and this is Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X.